following programme contains truth, half-truth and nothing like the truth. This fictional comedy is based on highly unlikely apocryphal rock and roll tales and any resemblance to actual events is purely coincidental. For silly rights reasons, we've had to take all of the original tracks by the band out of this podcast. Hello and welcome to Rockinori on Absolute Radio. Rock and roll stories for people who don't have or need a bedtime. This is Stairway to Hell, Chapter 1. Once upon a time, there was a rock band called Led Zeppelin, which is fitting as, in polite company, this story goes down like a lead balloon. The time this story is once upon is the late 1960s and early 1970s, and the Stairway to Heaven hitmakers are straddling good times and rock and roll, just as their drummer John Bonham is straddling a motorbike, which is where our story begins. I rob a plant in Jimmy Pies and the other one called John Paul Jones. Look at me, I'm a great big Harley Davidson motorcycle! Whee! With a cry of Whee! John Bonham set off on his hog for a ride. And that would be the end of quite a dull story, except that, unlike you or I, had we chosen to go for a motorbike ride, John Bonham wasn't on a road. In fact, he wasn't even outside. He was in the lobby of a five-star hotel in Los Angeles, California. Sorry! Excuse me, please! Get out of the way! Excuse you! Sorry about your puppy! Sorry, I'm sorry, I'm fine for that! I'm going to fight for all of these. the invoice. But we're getting ahead of ourselves, so let's rewind the clock back to earlier. Well, hey! Hey, Jimmy Page. What is it, Robert Plant? They didn't talk like this. This is just to let you know who's in the room. I'm bored. Shall we throw the television out the window? Not another one. You do know that every time we smash a hotel room up, they put it on the bill, right? It seems quite rock and roll at first, but then it's just a counter Sure, but we're the biggest man in the world. We can afford it. Here, you open the window, I'll chuck it out. Fine. That's quite heavy, this. Hurry up, there's a draft. It's a great big bulky square telly, Jimmy, not a flat plasma. This is the 1970s, so by way of exposition, it's a sort of standalone piece of furniture encased in a mahogany surround. Why don't you throw something lighter out of the window, like a pillow or something? A pillow? What sort of rock star would I be if I threw a pillow out of the window? No, it has to be a telly. Give me a hand, will you? If I let go of the window, it'll blow shut. We could throw it through the glass. Are you mad? As Robert continued to drag the large 1970s television to the window, Jimmy calculated that paying for a smashed window on top of a bill for a broken TV would be unnecessarily expensive, so he hunted round for something to hold the window ajar. I'll use a jar. Jimmy picked up a jar which had a tadpole in it, left over as it was from the lyrics of Dancing Days from their fifth album, Houses of the Holy. I can't repeat the lyrics for copyright reasons, but suffice to say they involve a tadpole in a jar. Google it if you don't believe me. Anyway, he took the tadpole in a jar and jammed it between the window and the sill and went to help Robert. To me. To you. To me. To you. This is too heavy. We need help. Where's John Bonham, the drummer from Led Zeppelin? I think he's going to buy a new motorbike. Eventually, after much huffing and puffing, Robert and Jimmy got the television onto the window ledge. Holding the TV level with one knee, Robert removed the tadpole jar and swung the window wide open. They were ready to be debauched. Oh, hold on. My flares are caught on the mahogany television surround and I don't want to tear them. Oh, come on. No, they were expensive. Oh, just pull. Listen. You, how many, how many pairs of flares do you need? 
these guys are lying. And so, as we leave them bickering, there are so many unanswered questions. Will Jimmy Page tear his flirt trousers? Will the TV eventually get thrown out of the window? Why is there a tadpole in a jar? Perhaps we'll find out in the next instalment of Rockanori. Hello and welcome to Rockanori. Rock and roll stories for people who don't have or need a bedtime. This is Stairway to Hell, Chapter 2. In a posh hotel in Los Angeles in the 1970s, Jimmy Page off of Led Zeppelin was trying to work out the financial consequences of throwing a 1970s television out of a 1970s hotel bedroom window. Having held the window open with a tadpole-filled jar, if you haven't already, you might find going back and listening to chapter one helpful at this point. His 1970s flared trousers were caught on a splinter, while Robert Plant off of Led Zeppelin was trying to balance the electrical good on the sill. John Bonham, drummer of Led Zeppelin, was out buying a new motorbike. John Paul Jones, the other one out of Led Zeppelin, doesn't feature much in this particular story. Look, you take the weight and I'll prize your flares loose. Do not tear them. They were more than a few quid. <laughs> there. Oh, you pulled a thread. Jimmy, we are a debauched rock band about to throw a TV out of a hotel bedroom window. Shut up about your pulled thread. It'll be the devil to pull that back through with a needle. Mind the tadpole jar. <laughs> Robert. Sorry, I'll pop out and get you a new one. You'd better. Just help me push this telly through and then we're done. Oh, it's too wide. No, it's not. Uh, Push! Uh, Is it really worth doing all this when we're on the ground floor? It didn't even break. That's because it landed on the pillow I threw out earlier. In the 1970s, Led Zeppelin were the most debauched band of them all. The tales of what they got up to were legendary. There was even a rumour about a baby shark. No, just no! That's not what the song's about! Suffice to say, it allegedly went where no baby shark should ever go. Quite how this turn of events came about... Hey Jimmy, they'd run out of tadpoles at the pet shop, so I got you this baby shark. We may never know. But while Jimmy and Robert out of Led Zeppelin were throwing a television onto a pillow, John Bonham, the drummer out of Led Zeppelin, had gone shopping. Ow! Yes! Love it! I like this one! Well, sure, buddy. Oh. I mean, that's the Harley Davidson Factory Custom Superglide. It's got air-cooled four-stroke, two-cylinder shovel-head engine and a top speed of 112 miles per hour. Will it go upstairs? What? Will it drive up some stairs? I mean, I, I, I guess. See, I'm the drummer out of Led Zeppelin, and as part of our notorious debauchery, I'd like to ride it into a hotel lobby, and then up the stairs, and then along the corridors. Well, gee, uh, I mean, in that case, you'll probably want the Harley-Davidson XLCH Ironhead Sportster. It's got electronic ignition, and if you stall her going up and down the stairs, it'll sure be better than a kickstart model. I'll take it! <laughs> hey! You need to pay for yeah, it! Mate, I've been a rock and roll man! And with that, John drove off in a cloud of the aforementioned debauchery, back to the hotel where Robert and Jimmy were enjoying some rock and roll debauchery of their own. Ah, uh, the pillows burst, Robert. They'll charge us for that. What happened next will shock you. Will the TV get smashed? Who will pay for John Bonham's motorbike? And what's all this about a baby shark? No. Join us tomorrow for another clickbaity episode of Rockin' Ori.
Hello and welcome to Rock and Ori, rock and roll stories for people who don't have or need a bedtime. This is Stairway to Hell, Chapter 3. With debauchery as their middle name, notorious hard rockers Led Zeppelin were always getting up to pranks and japes and on occasion their depravity knew no bounds. That pillow was goose feather. This will cost us dearly. Assessing the fallout of dropping a TV onto a pillow from a ground floor hotel window, Jimmy Page and Robert Plant were interrupted by their bandmate John Bonham, the drummer out of Led Zeppelin, who'd been to buy a motorbike because he wanted to drive it through the lobby. All right, guys. Oh, hi, John Bonham. What have you got there? It's a Harley Davidson XLCH Ironhead Sportster. How much was it? Don't know. Just drove off. Figured the record company would pay later. Right, well, you know that that money is charged back to us, right? Being in Led Zeppelin isn't a magic money tree, John. We'll have to stump up for that motorbike out of our own pockets. Looks expensive. I don't feel so bad about the pillow now. While Jimmy and Robert tried to get the television through the window back into the hotel room, John Bonham headed around the front of the building in order to ride his new Harley-Davidson XLCH Ironhead Sportster around the lobby and perhaps, if the electronic ignition that helped to prevent stalling would allow it, up the stairs. He hadn't told Jimmy about this, as there would have been financial concern for the carpet. But when John arrived at the entrance, he discovered that riding his bike into the lobby was not going to be plain sailing. Or riding. Can I help you? Yes, could you tell me where the stairs are, please? Of course. They're down there at the end of our exclusive retail corridor. Thank you. Excuse me? Uh, yes? Are you planning to ride your motorcycle up the stairs? I was considering it, yes. Maybe after I've gone round and round this lobby a few times. Pop any damage costs on Jimmy Page's room. There's a lot. I don't think you can do that. Why not? Because the engine might stall. You need a Harley with an electronic ignition. Ah, no, see, this does have an electronic ignition. It's an XLCH Ironhead Sportster. Oh, great. In that case, go right ahead. Turn left past the luxury handbag outlet. Thank you. So, with the receptionist's permission, off John went, riding his hog through the lobby and past the luxury retail facilities towards the hotel's main stairwell. But suddenly, he had a thought. Performing an awkward three-point turn... In front of a custom handmade shoe boutique, he made his way back to the desk. Yes, sir? I don't understand. Surely as a receptionist of a five-star high-end hotel, you should be preventing me from riding a motorbike up the stairs and along the corridors. It was supposed to be a rebellious act of rock and roll. I'll be honest, because you're not objected, it's kind of taking the edge off. <laughs> this is L.A., sir. We are a rock and roll hotel. We're more than happy for debauched fans to knock about like a bull in a china shop. In fact, last week we had the Who in, and as you can see, they let a bull loose in our china shop. It's still there. They're so very rock and roll, the Who. Which band did you say you're with again? I'll be right back. Upset at this turn of events, and realising that Led Zeppelin just might not be the most rock and roll band in the world after all, John Bonham, the drummer, rode his motorbike out of the lobby and headed back round to the outside of Robert and Jimmy's room. They needed to do something, and quickly, or their reputation would be forever tarnished. The question was, what? What could they do that would be so debauched that it would seal their place in any future preposterous reimagined dramatisations of apocryphal rock and roll stories on the radio that played fast and loose with the truth? Find out in tomorrow's edition of Rockadori.
Hello, and welcome to Rock and Ori. Rock and roll stories for people who don't have or need a bedtime. This is Stairway to Hell, Chapter 4. Realising that to stay at the top of the rock and roll tree, they'd have to up their debauchery game, John Bonham, the drummer out of Led Zeppelin, had ridden his motorcycle round the hotel to the window of Jimmy Page and Robert Plant, who had problems of their own. Move to your left. I am. Your other left. Oh, oh, mind my trousers. Trying to get the TV back through the window of their ground floor room where they had thrown it outside onto a pillow, Jimmy and Robert were surprised to see John Bonham back. All right, guys. Hi, John. I thought you were off riding that around the lobby and up the stairs. As inexpensively as possible. Listen, we've got a problem. I know. The telly's totally burst the pillow and it's not a cheap one. And I think the mahogany surround on the television is cheap. No. Listen. You know how we want to be the most divorced band in the world? Yes. Within reason. Financial reason. Well, I was just about to ride my motorbike up the stairs when the receptionist tells me for who were here last week. It was like a bull in a china shop. What did they do? I've just told you. They put a bull in a china shop. What, literally? Sounds pricey. What china shop? There's a luxury brand retail corridor off the lobby. It's got shoes and handbags and there's a china... It doesn't matter. The point is they've out-debauched us. What are we going to do? Led Zeppelin were stuck. Here they were in a Los Angeles hotel, trying to be the wildest rock band in the world and make sure all kind of wild stories would live alongside their incredible music legacy. Yet throwing televisions out of windows and riding motorbikes through hotels simply weren't going to cut it. They needed a plan. What if we get another room on a higher floor and throw the telly out of that? Can we just cost this out? Because like I said, all breakages and or debauchery will be charged to the record company, which ultimately will be charged back to us and deducted from sales. So actually... No good. Loads of bands do the telly thing. I know. What if I ride my bike not just through the lobby and up the stairs, but also along the corridors? That story would surely give us rock and roll me. Hold on, didn't Keith Moon drive a Rolls Royce into a swimming pool? Did he? Damn it. The Ruddy the Who, always winning with the outlandish behaviour. Must have cost a fortune in repairs. This is awful. We need something that will become notorious. Something so out there that the story of what happened is probably not even true, but should pass into rock and roll myth forever. Blow up a toilet. Well, no, because Keith Moon also did that. Plus, a replacement toilet also costs around... Tell everyone we've had all our blood replaced in a Swiss clinic. Rolling stones. We could pretend one of us had died and was replaced by a lookalike. Beatles. What if we bite the head off a bat? That's just ridiculous. Sell our souls to the devil. Sell the who to the devil? How does that help us? No, our souls, not us. I mean our own souls. This is ridiculous. Isn't there anything morally questionable and divisive that we could do and claim as our own? Guys, been meaning to ask, why is there a baby shark on the bed? And that, dear listener, is where we will draw a discreet veil over proceedings. Suffice to say, with the subsequent story of the shark, Led Zeppelin soon reclaimed their crown as the rock and rolliest of all the rock and roll bands. By all means Google the details, but we're not saying a word more. Rockinori is a family show. I bid you good night. Rockinori was written by John Holmes and Gareth Keredig. The narrator was Sean Keevney, with the voices of Alistair Beckett King, Naomi MacDonald, Alex Sivright, and Jake Yap. Original music by Jake Yap, technicals by Tony Chanside. 
It was produced and directed by John Holmes and was an unusual production for Absolute Radio, supported by the Audio Content Fund. I rub a plant to Jimmy Page and the other one called John Paul Jones. Look at me, I'm a great big Harley Davidson motorcycle! Well, come out of our wages! <laughs>